Hey, this is Chris Lockwood, and you're listening to the Chris Lockwood Podcast, Alive. In a place, Welcome to the Chris Lockwood Podcast, where we have the privilege of hearing from people just like you and me who are seeking, learning, growing, striving to better understand just what it means to be fully alive and how that translates in the day-to-day. Well, today I want to do something a little bit differently. Today I want to talk to you about empathy. Empathy, according to the great philosopher Wikipedia, is the capacity to understand or feel what another being is experiencing or the capacity to place oneself in another's position. It's derived from the ancient Greek word empathia, hopefully I said that right, meaning physical affection, passion, or partiality. For most of my life, I have to admit, I've not really been a good empathizer. Just ask my wife. (laughs) I've begun to realize, and this is more recent than not, that I've not really cared enough to listen. And I mean really listen and hear what anybody has to say, to sit quietly, uh, to take the time to really try and understand, resonate with somebody's heart, or attempt to put myself in their shoes. I've been either too busy, too cocky, too immature, too insensitive, too whatever you want to accuse me of, I've probably been that. It's not that I haven't cared necessarily, it's just that I've had more pressing things on my mind that typically revolve around myself. And I have a feeling, though, that I'm probably not alone in this. I'm realizing that people, more than anything, just want to be heard, want to feel important, want to feel cared for, want to know that somebody out there hears them and is paying attention, trying to connect with them on a level that's more than just skin deep. Don't believe me? Have you ever heard of the Black Lives Matter movement? Do you think they're crying out just for the sake of crying out, just because they're bored? Or do you think they want to feel valued, like somebody is listening and trying to understand their point of view? Sure, we all have our very biased, very inconsiderate, very ignorant opinions, but is that helpful or hurtful? Is that how we want people to respect or respond to our pain, our frustration when we're in a time of crisis? What about every protest held in the history of the United States? Need something a little less dramatic? What about the people that write sobering posts on their social media walls, like pray for me, wish this day was over, or or whatever it might be? You've seen them before, I know I have. We may have even been the ones posting it at one time or another. Don't you think those people are trying to be heard? Why post something like that for God, friends, family, and everybody in between to see and read? Because we want to be noticed. We all have a desire, a longing to feel valued. We are wired to be in relationship with one another. And that deep longing is raised exponentially when we are in our darkest hours. How do I know? Because I'm human just like you. And I've been and will probably be in another dark hour of my own, more likely sooner than later. Life is hard. It's a roller coaster. 
It's live mostly in the valley, and occasionally we have that rare experience on the mountaintops. But you don't stay on the mountaintop. Nobody stays there. It's freezing. The air is too thin up there. You have to come back down in the valley to live, train, be disciplined, grow, mature, and prepare for the next mountaintop that may be coming, a bigger one, whenever that day may be. The bigger the mountaintop, though, the harder the climb. I'm a creative personality, so I'm already somewhat of an emotional wreck, a basket case, if you will. It comes with the territory. But a few years ago, I hit a wall, a very big wall that I felt certain was coming down on me at an incredible speed with incredible force. And I felt lost, empty, afraid, faithless, lonely, fearful, angry, bitter. You name it, I felt it. Literally, I was broken. Depression and anxiety were my newfound companions, and they seemed to be everywhere I was. I couldn't even go to the bathroom without them being there. And the thing that really helped me, minister to me, if you want to call it that, was when somebody would simply sit and listen to me. When my wife would quietly let me share my confused, hurting, broken heart with her, typically through tears, and never say a word. When a friend would, would just be a listening ear. It's an amazing thing what happens to you internally when another soul takes time to listen, hear what you have to say, and take it a step further. They empathize. They try to see it from your perspective. Step into your shoes and say, oh yeah, I see what you mean. That makes sense. That makes sense why it hurts so much or why you're so excited or, or why you would want to make that decision. It's a wonderful, mysterious, powerful medicine when someone comes alongside you no matter what you're going through and embraces you as if it were their own joy, their own pain. It's validation. We need more of that. We don't need to be preached to or told we're foolish when we're faced with real-life problems or wonderful opportunities. We need love. Sure, point people in the right direction when the opportunity affords itself, but listen to them first. If, if they feel like you're making the effort to see life through the lenses through which they look, They'll be more open to hearing what you have to say, but we have to get in the habit of listening first. In the book of Proverbs, it says, if one gives an answer before he hears, it's his folly and shame. I remember during those days, a minister said to me, when people say a curse word, it's a reflection of their distant relationship with God. There was a time when I would have agreed with him, like when I was 18, very mature and ignorant of all reality, but I was in one of the darkest hours of my life, trying to be the best husband and father I could be, while my faith was completely broken. I was dominated by fear and shame. Literally, nothing seemed to be panning out for me in a good way, and sometimes when you feel lost like that, you say, think, even do things that may be out of character. So when I was talking to people because of the pain I was feeling at the moment, and trust me, it was always with me, sometimes I found myself saying things that just felt a little more authentic to the place I was living in at the moment, regardless of how distasteful it may have been. Did it mean I didn't love God? No. Did it mean I was trying to be offensive to others? Absolutely not. I was probably praying more on a daily basis than this guy was, and it wasn't because I was getting a paycheck at the end of the week either. I needed God. I needed to know that He heard me. No matter how dirty it was, I was desperate. And did this minister take the time to ask, How are you, Chris? No, no. How are you really? No, to be honest, he didn't. Listen, I don't say all this to strike out at preachers. My father-in-law is a preacher. I adore him. My first podcast was with a preacher because he's a man I deeply respect. 
I get that preachers feel like they're supposed to have the answers to life's questions sometimes because that's what people pay them for or expect of them when in a crisis. But it just goes to show that even those of us who others assume are closest to God still need to learn and practice the art of empathy. It's foolish of us to offer advice that's really just a repetitive, redundant old tool in our toolbox that's worked for some situations but may not be what's best needed for this particular moment. You have to understand the situation you're dealing with in order to respond appropriately. More often than not, the best thing we can learn to do is listen and do it carefully. It may be that there's nothing you're supposed to do in response, but your listening ears and the striving to identify with whom you may be listening communicates you, your joy, your pain. It's important to me, and I want to hear what you have to say, and I'm here for you, whatever you need, whenever you need it. Wow. That's a gift. That's a game changer. It may be the thing that saves a marriage, helps partners turn businesses into profit, or opens up doors of opportunity. On a side note, the internet. The internet has made our thoughts and opinions so easy to share and accessible to such a large audience, and many believe that it's a great opportunity to offer blanket statements and opinions about things in which we have very little insight or understanding into. We tend to forget that people are on the other side of those posts. People with real feelings. It's disappointing, to say the least, to watch so much recklessness, destructive criticism, and downright hatred thrown out there online. I'm not going to lie, though. I once offered egotistical stances on some issues a few times when I first entered into the domain of social media, but I quickly learned that it's fruitless and pointless. It doesn't benefit others, nor does it benefit you. Our words reflect who we are, and we're all watching and being watched by somebody, especially on the internet. I don't know about you, but I personally want to be known as a person of integrity, character, honor, and love. And not just on the internet, but in real life. I've actually found my social media experience to be way more engaging and fruitful by trying to be that kind of person. Because remember, you're dealing with actual people. You never know who's reading your post, who may be in their dark hour, who may be looking for something a little more than an irrational, careless word that tears down rather than builds up. I honestly believe that if we are more intentional about talking less and listening more, about learning to walk a mile in one another's shoes, we can and will have more meaningful, fruitful fellowship and relationship along life's journey. We can't understand people's points of view if we don't first hear what they have to say. People will hear you if you take the time to hear them. If you don't care, then expect people to not care in return. Some of the finest words that have ever been spoken are, do to others as you would have them do to you. If you want people to genuinely celebrate with you when you have reason to celebrate, to identify with you in your pain, then strive in making the effort towards being empathetic to others. Love with open ears, an open heart, and an open mind. The next time it could be you in need of a friend. Empathy will pay great dividends in return if we'll just learn to embrace one another. Flaws and all, and I mean the real dirty stuff too. Be more interested in hearing rather than being heard more interested in finding common ground rather than bickering about differences. It's not easy, I know. Believe me, I do. But I also believe, though it may not be the solution to all life's problems, empathy is definitely a fantastic place to start. 
I'm learning to be more empathetic because I know how I feel when others are the same towards me. And as I put it into practice, I'm finally realizing and understanding its value. It's a lifelong journey of discovery, but I do hope that you'll join me. God bless. We're coming alive. We're coming-